The Mouse's big deal to acquire the 20th Century Fox, LiAngelo and Lamelo Ball leaving the States to play pro overseas for a year, and Omarosa's stunning leaving of the White House, whether by choice or by force. Those three stories did not quite crack into the top ten this week, as chosen by you per our conversations and your interaction with us on social media. So, what stories are in the top ten? We'll talk about those in just a minute here on the weekly wrap-up show from thisistheconversation.com. And this is, of course, the week ending December 16th, 2017. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, the host for this weekly wrap-up show and all things that run through the website this is conversation.com and our social media presence at our sites for twitter look for us at th underscore conversation and for facebook search for this is a conversation now how this whole thing works this this show and of course things on the website every single day we sprinkle out throughout social media and our website headlines to some of the biggest stories around there some of the smallest stories around there and many things in between so that we don't get stuck on the breaking news that sticks around for eight ten hours we get a chance to talk to you about everything going on throughout the day international local sometimes funny and sometimes we get some things that are really really off and all we do is we take a look at all the stories and tally up all the interactions at the end of the week so all the stories that you reacted to you liked you loved, you hated, you shared, you replied to, whatever you did to it. We take a number, we throw it in a spreadsheet, it, math is done by computer, and bam, we get the top 10 list for each week, which we talk about here in this show for through the website. So, like we said, go to our social media feeds, TH underscore conversation, look for This is a Conversation on Facebook, and just go to our website there. We can react to the stories on the website as well, and we'll get in your votes for next week's podcast if you've never had a chance to be a part of that. Otherwise, enjoy the show and sit back and hopefully get something out of it. Also, scheduled to appear, an interview with the man known as the business bully. His name is Dave Anderson. He's got a pretty impressive resume, and he's out there fighting for you, believe it or not, trying to make sure that uh, you get the coins that you deserve in your business. Uh, he's done some pretty big things lately, and we'll let him talk a quick thing about some things he had. He had a kind of a one-on-one with Gary V which was hyped up to be a pretty big thing. And it turned out to be a pretty big thing, a lot less uh, controversial, a lot less confrontational than uh, I guess it was originally thought to be. But uh, we got a lot of things from that big interview, and we'll talk a bit about that in our interview. Plus, he'll play the brackets. This is a guy who definitely has opinions, and he'll pick his big story of the week, and he'll let you know what he thinks about that. Meanwhile, let's go to the top 10 stories so we know what stories he will be picking through in the bracket, starting off at the number 10 story. For this week, as chosen by you guys out there, uh, number 10, U.S. soldier who deserted to North Korea in 1965 dies at age 77. This is, uh, of course, a long time standing. Uh, this person um, in 1965 defected to North Korea. Why? Who knows? But uh, it was a, uh, a decision that wasn't a great decision for him, he decided, and he chose to sneak out and uh, defect back out of the country. He escaped. Uh, let's go over his name. His name is Robert or Charles Robert Jenkins. At the time, he was a 24-year-old Army sergeant, and he just decided that he was going to defect to North Korea back in 1965. That, of course, turned out to be a very bad idea, and so he and his wife, a North Korean, was snuck out into Vietnam, and they lived out their life in Japan over the last couple of years. He, of course, died this week at the age of 
77. The number nine story this week, which gives us a bump in response of 10%, 10.39 to be exact, is the big story that essentially took over everything in the mainstream media. And it only hit nine on this one. It tells you where a lot of things were going this week. It is a story with Doug Jones, who defeated the Republican Roy Moore in Alabama's special election. Now, this was election to fill a Senate seat vacated by the current Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Of course, that seat has been Republican for, what, 100 years or so? And Doug Jones basically had no real chance of winning the seat, except for the fact that interjecting himself into the race was a man named Donald J. Trump, the current president, who endorsed the candidate who was running against Roy Moore, even though Roy Moore was known around Alabama. And then, of course, once he won the Republican nomination, Trump threw his weight on him. And, of course, the allegations on being a very weird person, a man in his 30s dating teenagers and maybe even molesting someone who was 14 back around 20, 30 years ago. Doug Jones wins that race, uh, not in no small shape or form uh, from uh, essentially black women where 97 percent of black women in the got the vote for the, the day on this week went towards um, Doug Jones. Uh, which tells you a lot about how things are going on right now. 67% of white women voted for the man who may have been a child molester in this case. Of course, that means coming up soon, Doug Jones will make his way into the Senate. The House, that seat will now become blue or Democratic, we say, and we'll see how that runs towards the future. The number eight story for the week, former celebrity publicist Max Clifford died. Uh, we get that story with a bump of response. 14.12% more people jumped in that one. Now, you may not know of Max Clifford if you're here on this side of the States. I do a little research on this one after seeing uh, this article. But Max Clifford uh, died in a prison in Cambridgeshire on Thursday of this last week. He is in prison for, ironically enough, eight-year sentence on historic sex offenses. Uh, so big time over in the British realm in the BBC. This is, was really big news over there. Him being um, put into jail there, and it's just kind of weird that it just sort of happened. Of course, the don'ts is going out to his family, but Max Clifford, a big time celebrity publicist from overseas, dying this week, uh, the age seventy four. The number seven story this week, staying in London, this one a bit more on a happy note, a 40-year anniversary show by The Cure happening in London in Hyde Park next year. This one gets a bump of response, 4.12%. Now, The Cure have been performing, or at least have been a band, for 40 years. And celebrating that 40-year anniversary, they've got a pretty big show coming up. Uh, they have other bands on the uh, schedule, include Interpol, Goldfrap, Slow, Ride, Slow Drive, Ride, The Twilight Sad, and the editors, and then The Cure will perform for two hours. Their sets this should be a two-hour set for a historic 40-year revival. The Cure, of course, a big time over here. Everybody sort of loves them, and the fact that they've been a band almost as long as I've been alive says something about the testament of their work and the people who love uh, their work. So that's going to be a big deal. Don't think I'll get any chance to make that concert, unfortunately. Number six story this week uh, is the bully student Keaton Jones, mom facing backlash over Confederate flag. This gets a bump of 46.5% in response from the number um, number seven story. And now Keaton Jones, if you may have seen, you've probably seen the viral video because everyone jumped on it. Uh, as one would think, a kid was eating lunch and then he had milk poured in his head and hand put it in shorts and because essentially because he was ugly. That was what the story was in the viral video. Mom pulled out the phone, put it on 
Facebook, did recording, things went viral. Uh, many people offering condolences, many uh, stars and athletes offering things going up, seats to football games. Uh, I think someone offered him a chance to see the premiere of Star Wars. All lots of great things. But what happens in these things is once you uh, put yourself out in the public like this, people start to look into your full story, and the full story got a little weird. The incident that the kid was crying about, it had essentially happened a few days before we saw it on video. Maybe she was holding on to the video for a couple days. And the principal at the school said it had been dealt with. Another issue about that issue is that Keaton had been known to uh, throw a racial slur out here or there, and the kids may have been uh, retaliating based on not because they were bullying and being, and he thought he was ugly, but because of the words he used. On top of that, some people dug into some old Facebook pages for his mom and found lots of Confederate flag type stuff and things on that level. On top of that, a story that came out later in the week that's not in our listing, we didn't pop it up in his headline, was the fact that his dad, who's a strange dad from the family, his dad's not really hanging out with the family now, but his biological father apparently picked up for some white supremacy stuff over the week. So maybe Keaton isn't quite as innocent in this whole thing as we thought initially. Number five story for this week is a super story. This is two stories combined, a 14.19% jump in the response on this one. And this is the Tesla trucks, the big, massive electric trucks, uh, getting some big buys. First, we heard Anheuser-Busch was buying 40 trucks. Then Pepsi Company is buying 100 trucks. They're the largest uh, person with the pre-orders right now. Tesla has not quite made these trucks yet. They're nice and pretty and shiny, haven't been seen in their, their debut. But for production, anyone actually using these trucks yet, not quite yet. But right now, that's 40, 140 big trucks already paid for. That helps out getting them done. The next story up goes to Christopher Plummer and All the Money in the World, the movie that's coming out in a few days, I believe. And three weeks ago, he stepped in to film reshoots of a movie he was not even in. In fact, he completely took over a role that was already in a completed film from Kevin Spacey, reshot the entire thing to put him in it, and he got three Golden Globe nominations. He personally got three Golden Globe nominations for a movie three weeks ago he was not in. So that tells you a little something about the Golden Globes, the people, what they're looking for, and just how closely these things are really kept up with. The number three story this week is the explosion that happened in the New York subway earlier this week. Now, the man who was uh, targeted, the man who actually did the targeting, I should say, his name was Akid Ula. Um, he is of Bangladesh descent. He was been here in the States legally. I believe he came in on the whole lottery thing that Donald Trump is jumping on right now. His family released a statement on the outrage they felt as they were targeted by law enforcement what was going on. Now, to go really deeper into what goes on into this whole thing, the young man apparently was inspired by ISIS. He used to be a taxi driver, now not sure what he was doing, went into the subway on a busy morning to try to set off a, a pipe bomb. The pipe bomb went off, but went off not exactly as expected. Some people were injured in the thing. He was arrested and taken in custody. He did the sort of thing that Trump is looking for and said that because of him, um, you know, that's proof that Trump is a bad president and things aren't going well, which, of course, means Trump said this is why we need to clamp down our borders, although he'd been in the states for quite some time. So clamp the borders down now wouldn't really do very much for the situation. But we do know what happened. It was a very 
very quick and easy and kind of wrapped up situation with what happened in the subway. And this is, of course, only months after we had the incident where the young man in the truck drove on the parking in the walking path, uh, killing people uh, in Manhattan as well. Uh, the ramping up of the lone wolf attacks of people inspired by ISIS, people who, of course, have been here for a while, seems to be something that's on the rise around the world. And especially um, we're seeing a bunch of them so close and, in course, the target New York City here. So some people may start to get more worried about it. Some people may just say it's you know amazing that more of these things aren't happening. And it's proof that we're actually stopping so many of them along the way. The number two story is a very super story, and it is uh, a few headlines and that we're calling a big Weinstein effect week. Uh, many people losing jobs, losing livelihood, being suspended for the Weinstein stuff, essentially being outed now about their sexual misconduct, uh, not in the past. That's kind of stretched on. We're going to read basically the names and people who've gotten fired or losing something. Uh, no particular order. We just kind of lumped them in there, but it, it is the number uh, two story. Oh, by the way, the number three story had a response jump of 81.6% from number four. The number two story response jump 78.5% from number three. Uh, and here we go. Republican Representative Trent Franks of Arizona to resign amid inappropriate behavior allegations. Dominic McNabb, Eric Davis suspended from ESPN. It investigates harassment there. New lawsuits against X-Men director Brian Singer saying that he raped a 70-year-old boy. An NFL Network also suspended some some commentators, Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, Heath Evans, and veteran anchor Steve Edwards out at Good Day L.A. Uh, he was apparently on his last contract and was going to retire probably anyway, but pushed out a little early because of some possible dealings. Mario Batali leaves the chew. Yes, a chef leaving a TV cooking show after four women accused him of sexual misconduct. That's just what we have in this headline. We had other ones that popped up as well that we didn't toss out in headlines, but this makes it into a number two story, although a super story because it is many different headlines tossed together. And the number one story for the week, uh, this one has a response from the number two story jump of 8.39%. It is uh, 9,800% higher than the almost relevant story, 84 stories this week, and it is a 671% higher than the number 10 story this week, the one we started off this week dealing with the soldier uh, dying who deserted to North Korea back in 65. And this is one that, one, I did not expect, but that's the way the numbers rolled out. Study finds two children are injured every day by windows blinds. Yes, that's the number one story this week. It came up very high in the response, a very high and, and a, a extremely high, unseasonably high, unusually high. Um, but a new study came out that says nearly one child dies every month and about two are injured every day in window blinds related incidents. Uh, going from 1990 to 2015, nearly 17,000 children younger than six treated in emergency rooms for window blind related injuries, uh, according to research. And this was published in the Medical Journal Pediatrics this week. The study data from two national databases that collect hospital and field investigation information showed most injuries were minor and did not require hospitalization. And most commonly, the issue was being struck by the blinds. The blinds falling either from being released or the blinds literally falling from the window onto the child. Although there were some entanglements and some serious issues in the study. But a big study going on the dangers of window blinds. So if you have a child under the age of six and they have access to the window blinds, i.e. they can reach and mess with them, you need to be a little careful and keep an eye on the little ones.
And that is the lineup from 10 into 1, the top 10 stories uh, this week as responded to by you in your response on our social media and our website. So to make sure that your vote is cast for next week's top 10, it's simple. Follow us at Facebook. This is The Conversation. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation or just go to thisisaconversation.com and respond to the articles as they come up there. Coming up in just a moment, we'll go to Dave Anderson, the business bully, and we'll talk to him, play the brackets, and have some fun on This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up show for the week ending December 16th, 2017. So now that we just finished the top 10 list for the week, do you agree with the listings as they were ranked by the people? Do you get a chance to say your say and actually get a chance to win prizes for the fact? Go to thisisaconversation.com slash rankings. That is thisisaconversation.com slash rankings for a chance to play the rankings game. It's just like playing the brackets game as the guests will do in just a bit, but you get a chance to play for prizes. We give away gift cards every single week for people who play the rankings game, and it's simple. You know the top 10 list for the week. You put them in the ranked order that you think are number one to number 10, and we pick them based on various criteria. Check it out by going to thisisaconversation.com slash rankings. This is the conversation.com slash rankings and play today. When I added this interview segment to the show, I was hoping to gather lots and lots of interviews with great people, interesting people, people that I can learn from, people that you can learn from as well. And this interview coming up, is one where I got a lot of extra knowledge from just by being in the room, you could say, uh, on the phone with Dave and how he's doing some stuff. Dave Anderson, the business bully, uh, interview I, I had to chase a little bit, not because he was elusive, but because I had some life issues the first time I reached out to him, and I'm glad I finally got him in this thing before the end of the year this year. He is a best-selling author. He's a business coach. He has a very, very extensive resume of great things he's done, and he's looking to do great things for many other people including two big projects he has going on. He'll talk about that in the interview, Black Boys Win and The Ultimate Influencer. He'll tell you how to get in contact with the right groups for the right time if you are interested, and you probably will be interested once you hear this. But I opened up the interview by just asking Dave Anderson, hey, man, who is Dave Anderson? Well, Dave Anderson is a best-selling author, uh, speaker who's spoken to over one million people from the stage in the past six about six years, um, started off in radio, son of a single mom from the projects. Um, you know, I'm a brother to an amazing uh, older brother. Um, I've got two daughters. I'm a husband. Um, relatively a happy guy who just doesn't take any. <laughs> now you do a, you have done a lot and you do a lot. People, you say you start off in radio. People may have heard a few names that you actually put on the radio. Is that true? That is true. So, that is true. Um, some people I put on the radio. Some people I have helped expand. Some people I helped on their way. Tom Joyner, DJ Clue, Les Brown, George Wallace. I put Ricky Smiley in the syndication into over 30 markets. It is still the fastest growing morning show in the country. I developed a precursor for the number one show on TV one right now, which is Ricky Smiley for real. You can actually see the original Ricky Smiley reality show pilot on my YouTube channel in case anybody want to check receipts. I have worked with Kyle Chantillion, Kendra G, 
if there's somebody who's anybody in radio, nine times out of ten, they either know me or I've worked directly with them. I've had a wonderful career. Now, you're still doing business stuff, but would you say you're turning towards a, a philanthropist type of mentor type personnel? Is that basically where you're going? No, I think that what happened was, you know, when we talk about Black Boys Win, for example, I think what happened was I was looking for something that wasn't superficial, that didn't involve a photo op or a press opportunity or a nice little tax shelter, and that was actually going to be geared towards black boys. And when I say black boys, I'm talking about between the ages of 12 and 26. Because what happens is everyone wants to focus on the youth and just let the 18 to 26-year-olds flounder. And I have an issue with that. The American education system isn't set up for entrepreneurship. It's set up to create workers. And I feel like there are a lot of people with a lot of amazing talents who don't ever get the opportunity to be great because they're told that they have to regurgitate a bunch of that's not going to matter. And so, no, I'm not a philanthropist per se. I'm still a capitalist, but I want to help people who look like me because nobody's helping people who look like me. Now, Black Boys Win is one thing that you're doing. You're also trying to help 10,000, that, that number is 10,000 entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely, that's 10,000 lo- entrepreneurs. That's a lot of people you want to help. How are you going to get people, get their businesses right in the upcoming years? Okay, so I'm doing this thing called Ultimate Influencer. We live in an influencer culture. What winds up happening, Jay, is we have this thing where we believe that our skills and our talents are enough. And it's not because, honestly, what skill does Kim Kardashian have? I mean, she's pretty, but even that's debatable. But $28 billion don't lie. It comes down to influence. People respect influence. They no longer buy products and services. They buy people and stories. And so once you have a, once you have a story, then you have to be able to put yourself in a position of influence. And that's what I'm teaching, and that's how I did what I did. There's a reason I transitioned out of radio, took time off, and was able to hit stages to the tune of a million people live from the stage. There's a reason that I've been able to help my clients gross over $27 million in sales. I know how to influence. I understand human society better than most people. I understand how the culture works. Not just black culture, just societal culture in general. And I want to take everything that I have and I want to dump it into 10,000 people who are looking to quit their jobs, looking to grow their business, looking to expand and do something that's going to create a legacy for their families. Folks can go to bit.ly forward slash bully call, just like it sounds, bit.ly forward slash bully call. And they get to sit down uh, for 15 minutes with me and my team and we'll see if they qualify for the program. And they have to qualify. It isn't just show up or pay a little fee to get into a coaching thing. They got to be ready to go, right? You, you got to be ready to go. I'm, listen, I'm not hurting for your money, so I'm good on that. You understand? Like, this is not a money grab. This is, I see a problem that no one's addressing, and the folks that are addressing it are lying. These coaches out here don't give a damn about you. They don't want you to win. All they want to do is for you to help them get their yacht, get their, their nice house, get, you know, get their Lamborghinis and going off into the sunset. I don't want anything from you. You know, that's why the call in and of itself is free. I want the best of the best. I don't care if you don't have a lot of sales. I care if you have a lot of passion. I'm looking for passionate people who can follow direction, who want to make a difference in the world. Now, you talked about influence. Before we get into the bracket so we get things on time, uh, you got a chance mm-hmm. to talk to a pretty big influencer, and um, it was it was hyped up as possibly be confrontational, but turned out to work out a pretty cool interview. You got a chance to sit with Gary V. Uh, tell us in like 30 seconds, just encapsulate how that experience was. I mean, it was great. It did exactly what I wanted it to do. 
what people miss is that the one thing that you need to do, you're talking about somebody who, who goes around telling people he day trades attention. He hacks culture. I hack the hacker. I'm a guy that a lot of people haven't heard of who hacked Gary V so well, I got him to get me to come to his spot, hash him, take my show, and gave me 15 grand for Black Boys Win. And I also did it and asked all the questions that black people wanted to know and got the answers to them. But nobody, nobody before me had ever asked those questions, and that's why he was so happy, because he knew that this was going to be a real interview. I'm not like the rest of these people. I'm not impressed by millionaires. I make millionaires, so why would I be impressed by them? You understand? I totally understand. Now, are you understanding we're about to pay the brackets and see what you're thinking about this week's news? You ready for that? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, so here's the rules. So for people who have not heard this before, what we have, we just did a segment on the top 10 stories per people responding to this is a conversation this week. I have those 10 stories re-ranked in an unfair order, so I'll give them to you two at a time. You get a chance to eliminate them going down a bracket line. The first round obviously has five brackets, so you get a chance to eliminate one grouping, or if you go through if you go through the four, the last one gets dropped all the way to the top story that you pick for the week, and you get about five minutes to talk about that story. Are you ready, business bully, sir? Yeah, let's do it. All right, the first story is, uh, the first grouping is actually a super story. We put a bunch of different people's names into the headlines because a lot of people got Weinstein this week losing their jobs and losing their livelihoods uh, for what we're calling the overall Weinstein effect. And And this is the number two story versus the four story. The two has Republican Representative Trent Franks of Arizona resigning. Uh, Donna McNabb, Eric Davis from ESPN being investigated. A lawsuit against uh, X-Men director Brian Singer saying he raped a 17-year-old boy. NFL Network suspending Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, Heath Evans, veteran anchor Steve Edwards out at Good, Good Day LA, and even Mario Batali, the chef, is out at The Chew because four women said that there was sexual misconduct on that show. The other story is Christopher Plummer who, of course, filmed his reshoots for All the Money in the World because of a wine scene thing as well. He did that about a month ago, and he got three Golden Globe Awards. Which one of these stories, don't talk about it yet, which one are we moving forward? Or do you want to skip this group? Skip that group. Okay, that means we got to take one from each of the next four. Okay, the next grouping is uh, number six story of the week is The Cure having their 40-year reunion anniversary, or 40-year anniversary concert in London this year. And Democrat Doug Jones defeating Republican Roy Moore in Alabama special election. That's the sixth and the nine. Which one of those stories you want to move on? Doug Jones moves forward. Doug Jones moves forward. Next one goes to the five and the one. Bully student Keaton Jones's mom facing backlash over Confederate flag and or study finds two children are injured every day by window blinds. Which one of those two are going forward? Keaton Jones. All right. Next grouping is... Uh, the number 10 and number 3, U.S. soldier who deserted North Korea in 1965, dies age of 77, and the explosion reported in New York City subway. Which one of those stories, headlines, are we moving forward? Explosion. Okay, that was the 10 and the 3, by the way. And the 7 and the 8, uh, the 7, former celebrity publishers Max Clifford died uh, over in Britain. And the number 8, Anheuser-Busch and PepsiCo putting in a very, very big early order for the new electric Tesla trucks, 140 in total. Tesla's trucks or the uh, Max Clifford story? Tesla. All right, now we're going to put against the nine and the five. That is uh, Doug Jones beating Roy Moore versus Keaton Jones and the backlash from his mom's Facebook account. 
Keaton, Keaton Jones is moving forward. And now we put against the three and the eight. That is the explosion in New York City subway early this week. And Anheuser-Busch and PepsiCo buying a whole lot of those Tesla trucks. Uh, Going to put them on the roads when they're built. Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, let's go with the explosion. Okay. So between the five and the three, uh, you get a chance to talk about either well, we can talk a little bit about both, but with the number five story is Keaton Jones, of course, the bullied kid who had the viral video and now having some issues with his parents, and the explosion in New York City in the subway earlier this week. Which one is your top story for the week? <laughs> um, terrorism in New York City is one of those things that happens all the time. So let's talk All right, Keaton Jones. So you get a chance to talk um, a few minutes on Keaton Jones. I'm going to set it up very quickly. A viral video went crazy over the last couple weeks of a boy who was taped by his mom after he wasn't allowed to eat lunch for a few days. The kids poured milk on his head. They put ham in his pants. They basically called him ugly. And he was saying that bullying was a bad thing, only to find out that incident had actually been dealt with days ago. Keaton Jones had a habit of throwing the N-bomb at people, and his mother had a habit of putting Confederate flag pictures on her Facebook page. And, oh, by the way, his father got picked up on some white supremacy stuff this week. So maybe the story isn't exactly the way it played out. What is your opinion on the story this week, business bully Dave Anderson? All right, so I'm a big believer in facts. And fact is that this kid comes from a suspected white supremacist family. Fact is, this kid has been pictured with people in his family holding Confederate flags up. Now, while that's not an uncommon thing in Tennessee, it still has a certain culture, and that culture is one of hate and ignorance. On top of that, his mother is a suspected white supremacist who advocates bullying herself. She said that the people out in Charlottesville, any Black Lives Matter protesters, need to be bullied and, 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 and beaten, and that they're, uh, you know, if they're not bleeding or bones aren't sticking out, then they need to shut up. So you also have to understand that Kimberly uh, Jones is an attention whore, and she will use anything, including her own disadvantaged son, in order to get some attention. Then we cannot leave out the fact that um, there was an MMA fighter who offered to take Keaton Jones to a match, and she got in his DM saying, hey, we really need the money. And he was like, well, what do you need the money for? Well, you know, it's Christmas. And he was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And she said, well, we're white. We should stick together. And he was like, what kind of racist? What is the, like, and so you have to, look, you can't divorce the root of a thing from the fruit of a thing. And as a kid who was bullied himself, I understand, but what he's not, leave, what, what they're leaving out is that this kid was walking around calling black people the N-word. And I've been black all my life. Call me the N-word, watch what happens to you. I'm going to forget about this business. I'm going to forget that, you know, I'm a loving father and husband, and I'm going to beat the brakes off you, meaning I'm going to beat you so bad that you're going to roll down the hill and nothing's going to stop you because I've already beaten the brakes off of you. We've got to stop feeling sorry for this nonsense, and I'm going to take it a step further. I am sick and tired of black people specifically putting on a cape for people who don't look like them when our people experience the same thing or worse at the same time. In other words, there's little girls, there was a little girl um, just outside of Philadelphia who got beaten so bad in a bathroom that she died. And, you know, what winds up happening is no one, you know, no one set up a, a $60,000 or $100,000 GoFundMe for her family. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've got to stop acting like these things are bigger just because they have a white face attached to them. 
you know, and we've got to stop putting on capes for other people and start focusing on what really matters, you know, and, and, and I don't care if you're black, white, red, or green. I have an issue with bullying, period. But I also have a, a bigger issue with people who use their children in order to generate money and act like it's okay, especially when they've got hate in their hearts to begin with. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Um, so, Kimberly Jones, um, sorry but not sorry. I feel bad that your kid went through it, but I also feel bad that your kid felt comfortable enough and has been taught hate from his parents and his environment that that's okay to do in 2017 going into 2018. So, yeah, um, no sympathy. Sorry. Hey, you, that's you you brought it just like I expect you to bring it. Dave Anderson, of course, known for lots and lots of things. The biggest things that he really wants you to know about right now is two initiatives, Black Boys Win and his Ultimate Influence Initiative. Tell us about those real quick and tell us how they can find out where to get in on these things, Dave. Well, Black Boys Win is an education supplementary initiative. Basically what we do is we look at the education system and we say, okay, this is what's really important. And we focus on leadership training, uh, motivation, entrepreneurship skills, helping young boys build businesses and get into the uh, mindset of what it means to actually own your income and own your, your piece of the American dream because you're not going to be able to own a piece of American dream working for someone else. It's just never going to happen. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, and so we're helping young black boys. So if you know a boy between the ages of 12 and 26, um, have them uh, or their parents apply at blackboyswin.com. We're also taking donations at blackboyswin.com as well. So any amount is appreciated because we're trying to uh, change the world of some people who cannot even afford the $5 a day cost it, it takes if they're accepted in the Black Boys Win program. The second thing is called Ultimate Influencers. And so what I'm doing is we're creating a community of influencers, 10,000 strong, who are looking to grow, expand, and dominate in their particular niche of business. You know, even if you're working a job and you're trying to get out of that cubicle matrix, Mr. Anderson's trying to pull you out. So we're looking for the best of the best of the best. And so if you are interested in taking your career to the next level, if you're interested in building a brand around you, if you're interested in building a tribe that's going to allow you to step into your greatness, then what I need you to do is go and set up a call with me and my team at bit.ly forward slash bully call. That's bit.ly forward slash B-U-L-L-Y-C-A-L-L, just like it sounds. And as always, you can hit me up, man, the business bully. I'm real easy to find, and you can text business bully to 31996. Hey, Dave Anderson, thank you so much for being with us for This is the Conversation's weekly wrap-up show. Man, my pleasure. This week's feature sponsor is Travelocity. Now, I'm not one for resolutions. I don't put up big, bold, audacious plans at the beginning of the year and, you know, fail within a couple of weeks. But I do intend on taking more vacations and taking more time off this year. It's been a really rough year doing this podcast and some other business things. And with some family concerns that popped up for 2017, let's just say I need to start paying up on some of those vacations I owe my wife. And we're going to do plenty of those this year, and we're going to use our big sponsor, Travelocity. Travelocity is a place to set yourself up for the grand vacation package that you need. If you find something at a lower price, they will match it and refund the difference instantly. They update their plans with no change or no cancel fees from Travelocity. And, of course, 
400 airlines and more than 300,000 hotels worldwide are available in their search packages. You can get a package with flight and hotel or flight and car, hotel and car, all, all three. Set it up for whatever your budget. They can help you find the best package, the fastest package, and most importantly, the package that will be best for your wallet. Travelocity will help you out, and we want to help you out as well. Stop by thisisaconversation.com slash Travelocity. This is a conversation.com slash Travelocity and get yourself set up for their member discounts, which are absolutely free, but you get a little extra kick if you stop by going through our link at our website. See all our great sponsors for This is a Conversation, but this week we are spotlighting Travelocity. I'm taking more trips next year. Hopefully you will as well, and you will use Travelocity. Visit thisisaconversation.com slash Travelocity for great vacation packages and other great deals. Once again, thanks going out to our guest this week, Dave Anderson, the business bully, for putting up with me and essentially putting up with me not being able to keep up with him and my schedule. So we finally got him in for this year, and I'm so glad we got a chance to talk to him about the things he's done this year and things he's doing. Next week, we'll have the thank you episode where we will thank Dave Anderson and, and other people, guests and other folks who have helped make this thing happen over the past year as it will be coming out on Christmas Eve-ish. I guess Christmas Eve is Sunday and Christmas Day is Monday. So since it will be Christmas Eve weekend, we'll give thanks uh, for all the blessings, the gifts I received this year in working on this project. And the week after that, going into the new year, we will do the top stories of the year. We'll put them all in a blender and work it out together and just go from top to bottom, which ones basically came out on top. And we'll do the whole show on most of that stuff. Won't plan any interviews, maybe a surprise interview coming up for next week, but right now we're going to plan to just talk about news stories for the entire bulk of the time, so you have been warned. Now, let's get to uh, the wrap-up for today, starting off with the almost relevant story of the week. 84 stories. We had 84 different headlines, including a lot of the super headlines, a lot of super headlines this week, including, I think I had like 12 names in that story for the people losing their jobs for sexual assault. 84 stories, and the almost relevant story this week was YouTube launching a music service subscription service happening in March of 2018. Yes, they already have Google Play Music and the YouTube Music uh, video thing they have and so what that means for people who are subscrib- subscribers to uh, google plays music service and whatever i'm not exactly sure but we'll find out soon and if it means more money i guess it means more money rounding out the top 15 the number 11 story of the week jazz trumpeter erwin mayfield indicted by federal grand jury counts 19 counts altogether now erwin mayfield of course known for being a jazz trumpeter and known for being a steward of the city of New Orleans after the Katrina incident, uh, essentially funding a lot of public monies into his own private entities, including his own private uh, wallet. A number 12 story, actor Steve Revis of Fargo and Dances of World fame died last week in the age of 55. Disney acquired 21 Century Fox, the grand total of $52.4 billion dollars, Fox News and other parts will be spun off in the transaction. So uh, the mouse does not own the uh, the house that um, O'Reilly built and burnt down, but the house does. The mouse does own the rights to many of the entertainment properties, and a lot of geeks were very happy because that means that Disney, who of course own the rights to most of the Marvel catalog except for Fantastic Four and X Men and Deadpool, 
can now throw those people in the mix for uh, Avengers 4. Maybe we'll see how that works out. LiAngelo and LaMelo Ball, sons of one LeVar Ball, no longer in school. One pulled out of high school for weird reasons, basically wasn't good enough to play high school ball, and one pulled out of college because he was sort of kicked out after stealing sunglasses in China and not put back on the team. They're both going to play pro. They could do that. They have the rights. They're both preparing for the upcoming draft, specifically a LiAngelo, who, of course, would have been eligible after this one year of college. Uh, LaMelo, we'll see what happens there. Both have a one-year deal with Lithuania Pro Club, a Prenu Viatas, which I totally butchered, uh, but we'll see what happens to the big baller brand as two of his big ballers not exactly balling up to par at the moment. And the other one, not exactly having the uh, the magic hands that we expected for his rookie season. We'll see how that plays out as well. Uh, number 15 story, we go to Omarosa, who left her job at the Trump administration this week. We're not sure if she was kicked out. We're not sure if she resigned. She signed a letter. She did not get dragged out by her arms and legs. And uh, we know that this is something that's a long time coming. And pretty much everyone in the world is happy to see Omarosa go, including Robin Roberts, who dropped the now-famous Bye Felicia on live television after an interview that was exclusive to ABC and Good Morning America with Omarosa saying she's seen things in that White House that will make your toes curl. And when she gets her deal, she'll tell you about it. But, yeah, she's got to get that deal first. We'll see how that works out for all of us. Now, let's get through as many of the also-rans that we have. We reshuffle these as well, so we got we got a new format for this, so I'm not picking them out per se. I do have a list that probably should have been checked twice. We're just going to go down this thing as quickly as we can with the time allotted with as many stories that hopefully are fairly interesting. We're down to about four minutes, a little less than that, so let's do that. Donald Trump, Trump Jr., and others in the Trump organization all got emails with encryption keys to links to hack WikiLeaks emails. That happened in 2016, so maybe there was some collusion, or maybe everyone's still just lying. A story came out uh, from the Boston Globe, I think, but this is a story about the net worth median net worth of non-immigrant African-American households in greater Boston area. And it came out to be $8. That's $8, 8.00. And it broke down how that happens. Another good article written this week includes Kristen Ruprian. She wrote a short story on self-deceptions of dating called Cat People in the New Yorker that had a lot of people freaked out, men especially because they didn't quite get it. Women who basically said me too to the movement of that story. A Bitcoin mining company said it's been hacked and possible theft of millions of Bitcoin out there. Check your wallet, your Bitcoin wallet, obviously, of course. There's a contradiction in Puerto Rico's official Hurricane Maria death toll number. The Maria death toll number from the officials, from the government, is something like a two-digit thing, somewhere in the 50s or 60s. The numbers coming from talking to people who work in funeral homes it's somewhere close to 600 or so. Now, the discrepancy are things that are marked off specifically for uh, hurricane-related things, almost like Katrina, so like that, uh, something that is directly related to the hurricane. And a lot of these things aren't so much directly related, but since the hurricane took out 97% of the power and most of the island still is not without very good drinking water, you can say a lot of the uh, cooperating deaths have something to do with that hurricane. 
The New York governor unveiled a bill to remove firearms from those with domestic violence convictions. This is something that some people say is a long time coming. Uh, there's a lot of talk about gun regulations and who should have them. This is obviously not a federal regulation, but the state of New York is trying its best to keep people who have domestic violence convictions from being able to actually acquire a gun. Now, Netflix is a little bit worried about many of you, specifically 53 of you. When we posted this story, uh, it had been about two weeks since The Christmas Prince was released on Netflix. Christmas Prince is a very Hallmark-ish, Lifetime-ish story, a silly Christmas story made out there for uh, for the Netflix, for the binge-watching crowd. And some of you have been binge-watching it, all 53 of you have been binge-watching it every single day since it was released. So they wonder what exactly is wrong, how you got hurt, and what they can do to maybe help you out in whatever situation you have going on. In the United Kingdom, a very first, very amazing first, a baby girl survived after being born with her heart born outside of her body. They're, of course, doing what they can to keep that baby alive. A Starbucks, uh, speaking of Bitcoin, Starbucks Wi-Fi is being hijacked or hijacking customers or people using Wi-Fi. And they are secretly being used to help mine cryptocurrency, i.e. Bitcoin and things like that. You would might be a bit surprised by that, or maybe you're not if you're a little bit paranoid. Now, a surgeon in the United Kingdom, this goes back to here, has been doing some weird things. He's been um, doing um, open surgeries, essentially uh, on people and just taking care of things, what's inside of them. And leaving his initials, leaving his mark on people, burning his initials in their livers for whatever reason. Somebody found out. Many people realized this happened. Uh, that's being dealt with right now. This is a really quick one. The father, A father fatally shoots a robber who pointed a gun at his family while inside a Popeye's chicken restaurant. There's one for you there. And uh, we also have Morgan Spurlock, who did not make the big list of Weinstein people, Weinsteining himself, uh, calling himself out for all the things he's done in the past. He, of course, stepping down from many of his things. Thank you so much for joining us for the show. One more week, and we're doing again another better job, we hope. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, TH underscore conversation, on Facebook, look for This Is a Conversation, on our website, thisistheconversation.com. Follow us, react to the story, so your vote gets into where these stories pop up next week. And, of course, join us next week for more show and conversation.